You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Ross on Y. To find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. It's not made of one strand, is it? It's made of three to make it stronger. And it had uh, in this in this picture I had there were two sort of thick rope ropes <laughs> going round, and then there was one beautiful very thin purple embroidery thread mixed in with it. And, uh, and I was thinking about this in, res- in relation to the Holy Spirit. And, and, and God was pointing out to me that I saw, that's how I saw the Holy Spirit, that Jesus and the Father were sort of like up there and they were the strongest. And the Holy Spirit was really beautiful and really precious. But actually, I, 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 I didn't... <laughs> experience him enough I didn't chase after him enough I didn't yearn for him enough and and somehow I needed to get a better and more complete picture of God as as all as all parts because all of all of them are um and given for our benefit and are there to bless us and just for us to seek after and then a couple of weeks ago I read a verse in Revelation 4 um, verse one, and it says, "I'm standing by an open heaven, a door into an open heaven. Come up here and see what happens next." And it was this phrase, "Come up here," and I just, just things stirred in my heart, and I really believe that God wants us to um, seek after knowing more of the Holy Spirit. Um, we can quite often narrow it down to it's the gifts or the fruit or the this or the that. And actually, God is after us, chasing after the completeness of his Holy Spirit to encounter all that it is. And if you look up the Holy Spirit in the Bible, there are so many instances of of who he is, of his characteristics, of his person, of what he does, that actually to, to narrow it down is, is, is incomplete. We're missing out. And so we need to chase after knowing more of, of him. And, and that's God's ambition for us, and that's God's invitation to us, is to seek after and know more of him. Before we were created, God chose us and he and this is part of his choosing that we know him his holy spirit as as part of that that he um wants us to encounter him in ever increasing measure and ever increasing um just just going up there more i think and it's not just about us having a, a moment on sunday it's not us about us having a moment today. It's about encountering him and it shifting who we are so that we know him tomorrow and the next day and the next day. It's not about an experience, however wonderful those are, on a Sunday morning or in a meeting or in your bedroom. It's about him making Christ known to us and consequently to the world. And God wants us to get excited about that. He doesn't, it's not a, 
um, you've got to know more. It's a come up here. Come up here. Let me lift you up. Let me just show you more of my spirit and your, his work in you and through you. And, and, you know, I was, it's, sometimes you can know scripture. I, I've been going to church since probably, I should think, two weeks after I was born. A long time. And I, I've, I've heard a lot of scriptures. I memorized an awful lot when I was in Sunday school. But it's a, it's reality. It's, it's truth. It's what God wants us to take hold of. It's what God wants us to live by. It's what God wants us to see as a possibility of us of the potential of us, that we would know Christ more because the Holy Spirit is at working in us and through us and filling us. My, um, one of my dad's favorite verses, which he oft quoted to us, um, was from Ephesians where it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I cannot tell you how many times I heard my dad say, it means be being filled repeatedly be being filled it's an ongoing experience so if you've been a Christian for a minute or if you've been a Christian for a decade or for 10 decades it's still relevant it's still something you need to chase after it's still something you need to know more of it's still God's purpose for us to be being filled to know more of making him revealing the son to us and, and bringing more glory to Jesus and to thereby the Father. Um, it says in John sixteen fourteen, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And in another version, it says he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So, and we know, I've skipped ahead, but anyway, we, we know that Jesus said it was for our best that he went and the Holy Spirit came. And I think we fail to grasp that sometimes. Jesus said it was best. And it's funny enough, when I look this up in different versions, it, it translates it, um, it is best for you that I go away. It is for your good. It is to your advantage. It is for your benefit. It is profitable. It is, <laughs> it is for the good that Jesus went away and the Holy Spirit came. And, and I think we just forget that it's for our good. It was the very best plan that, that Jesus went away. It was for the very blessed plan he fills us with his spirit. It was so we would know. <coughs> Jesus did what he saw the Father doing. And the Holy Spirit would teach us from that. And the impact of the Holy Spirit increases and his reach in our life grows. We will bring glory and honor to him. I read this phrase and it has limited, but it said um, non-Christians don't read the Bible. They read Christians. We have to take from that what we went to take from it. They do. But what it's saying is that they look at us as their prime reading material about Christians. 
And so we need, we need the Holy Spirit to be constantly renewing us and constantly changing us and constantly enlightening us and constantly revealing more of the Father and the Son so that we can be read properly, that we can bring glory to him, that we can in turn reveal Jesus to those around us. It's not wishful thinking, though. We have to say, Holy Spirit, come and just reveal these truths to us because they're truths about you. It's what you see in us. It's the potential you see in us. It's that we can make Jesus known. We can make the Father known. We can bring you glory. We can turn people to you. We can reveal you to the people around us because Holy Spirit you have said we can, and that's what you want to do in us. And it says that this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. And I was, um, so we're going to look just very briefly um, today in the Old Testament, um, because I think we need to see the totality of the picture. And the Holy Spirit was there at the very beginning. So when you're thinking beginning and end, Holy Spirit was there. He was there. So it's not a, a thing that's just come. It, he's been there from the beginning. He's part of that mystery of the Trinity of Christ. And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing mystery is just okay. <laughs> mystery is good. Mystery is okay. I, I'm going to live with that because I don't get it all. And three in one, I know, but I don't get it in some ways. But I know God wants us to know more of his spirit, the person of his spirit. He wants us to encounter more of it. So he was there right at the beginning. Genesis 1-2 says the spirit of God was hovering over the water, moving over the water. And, he was, and, it, and then he made something out of nothing. He brought order out of nothing. And then in Genesis 2, it says, God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Right at the beginning, the Holy Spirit was about making things new. He was a creator. He made things out of nothing. He was hovering, hovering so that he could work. I, I was upstairs I was in the shower actually and, and I was thinking about this hovering over the water and where did I want God to hover to create and to bring new life and to breathe life into things uh, we've got three children and particularly two of them don't really follow the Lord at all and I just thought about them yesterday and I just began to pray that Holy Spirit would hover where they were and that he would begin to create life just as he did in the beginning into those situations. And I'm sure we can all think of people where we need and want the Holy Spirit to hover and then he can breathe life and bring creation because he's a creative spirit. And that just picture right from the very beginning of Genesis, the work of the Holy Spirit to hover and to bring life and to bring breath, the breath of the Almighty. So 
And even in Job, it says, the spirit of God made me and the breath of the almighty gives life. So that just, I mean, that in itself, you could just, that, that could be it, couldn't it? <laughs> in reality, if we can grasp that spirit hovering just to bring life to situations where we are, to bring life, to bring, to breathe into dead situations, hope and life. That's the Almighty God. That's Holy Spirit at work. So He is a creator and He gives life and He sustains life. Another thing He did in the Old Testament was obviously they were in, He was, the Holy Spirit came to anoint for purpose. Um, individuals usually, their purposes to um, accomplish what God had already ordained for them to do. Um, I haven't got time to look at all of them. I've just picked up a couple, um, a couple of them that I've not really remembered. But anyway, Gideon, one of my favorite people in the Bible. He always reminds me of how I see myself a bit, <laughs> a bit timid and thinking, oh, okay, God, I'll go this way. Um, and he was anointed for purpose. He was the lowest of the low. We keep on hearing about this. He was from an insignificant family. But God anointed him for his purpose. The spirit fell on him. The spirit of the Lord came on Gideon and he blew a trumpet. And then he pulled everyone with him. Um, but before then, he'd acted in real, um, he'd gone and destroyed a statue, Asherah pole, um, and had done it in the night because he was afraid. And then the spirit came of the Lord came upon him and he blew the trumpet and called the men to him. But the interesting thing, I, well, the comforting thing I found about it was that he laid fleeces out after the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Doesn't that encourage you? That actually, we, can, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We can be being filled with the Holy Spirit. But st still sometimes we think, I don't know, I don't know. Gideon put the fleece out and he put it out again. And God just... His anointing was on him to fulfill his purpose of defeating the enemy, of conquering the lands. And so don't look back in the past of where you may have felt anointed for purpose and you just chickened out. God doesn't see it that way, all right? He's saying, no, I've anointed you for purpose. We can still do this, you and me together, Holy Spirit at work in you. We can go and do this. We can accomplish this for him. And so we, we need to say, you know, we've just, it was amazing. The songs we were singing today about the Holy Spirit coming, that we would just be empowered for our purpose, anointed for our purpose. Afraid. God doesn't mind that. He really doesn't. But he wants, he's anointed us for the purpose um, Gideon's purpose was to uh, defeat the enemy. And then um, says, the Spirit of the Lord came on them. Oh, this is another one. So that he became Israel's judge and went to war. The Lord gave Cush Rishthan, king of Aram, into the hands of Nathaniel, who overpowered him. Um, so, Nathaniel conquered the enemies and took on the challenging of conquering the city. So we can be empowered 
to defeat and conquer enemies. And we can be empowered to take on challenges. Um, there was Samson in the Bible. You know, he tore lion apart. He killed 30 men. Um, you know, he was made a few mistakes, Samson, but he was still anointed for purpose. When he came to Luhu, the Philistines came shouting to meet him, and the Spirit of the Lord rushed on him, and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that had caught fire, and his bonds melted off. Holy Spirit anointing can come to change situations that seem to be wrapping us up and binding us up and chaining us up. And Holy Spirit's anointing can come to melt them like flax and the bronze break off. Um, there's another one, <coughs> another man who I, I can't, bus, bus, I practiced saying this this morning, Bezalel in Exodus. And anyway, it says, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Juba, Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to gauge in all kinds of artistic crafts. And you think, yeah, lovely. But, you know, I was thinking, we are anointed to do what we're called to do. I'm anointed to be a teacher because that's, that was his job. He was anointed to do his job. <laughs> Wherever you are, uh, whatever you're doing, your job or your positioning is... In your neighbor, in amongst your neighbors, in your workplace, into houses you go on, into your children, into your family, you are anointed for purpose. That is your purpose. Don't despise what your purpose is at the minute. God's anointed you for purpose to do it well, to do it with Him, or Him to be working through you. The Lord came so he create, he could do his job. I, I was thinking of a, a little boy in my class who's just got himself in a real pickle with maths. And I just sat there thinking about him when I was getting ready for this. I'm anointed for the purpose of teaching him. You are anointed for talking to your neighbors. You are anointed for the contact you have wherever you go. that it, You are anointed to do what you were created to do. And therefore, God is just saying, Holy, let the Holy Spirit work through you. Go with him. Be being filled as you go. You can do this through him. They all encountered the Spirit, and they were empowered and equipped to do what they were called to do. And sometimes you may wish you were called to do something more spiritual or more in front of people or I don't know. But where we are now, if that's the purpose for God, he can empower you and equip you to do that now, tomorrow. 
on Tuesday, on Wednesday, in April, in 2024. It's, it's not going to... We have the great advantage of living in the beyond New Testament times and the Holy Spirit isn't just there on and, and goes. He's, he's anointing and filling us constantly. But he's the same Holy Spirit. So he's the same creator, Holy Spirit. He's the same breath of life, Holy Spirit. He's the same equipper. He's the same empowerer. He's the same creator. And so that's... When we're saying, Holy Spirit, come, as we sang this morning, we're asking him to work and to move and to change us and to reveal more of Jesus to us and to make known the Father to us so that as we are equipped and empowered, we can make him known to where we go. And it's not wishful thinking. It's what God is saying, come up here. I want to show you. I want to reveal to you. I want to make my spirit known. I want to anoint you. I want you to call out to me. I want to equip you. It says um, in Ezekiel, where was it? Ezekiel 36, 22, Andrew's got nice little pages to show him where they are. I haven't got this. Um, Ezekiel 36. That's still a bit small, being all honesty. <laughs> I do need better glasses. Well, I'll tell you what it says. Um, and it's, you know, good spirit is associated with new beginnings. And, it, oh, it give you a new heart instead of a heart of a stone. But it says, um, I think it's four times, so the nations will know I am the Lord for the sake of his holy name, to show his holiness of his name. We are changed from one degree of glory to another. So we can show his, the holiness of his name. So the nations will know that he is Lord. We just need to uh, encounter Holy Spirit. We need to meet him face to face. We need to run into him. We need to be being filled. His reach, his transformational power is at work in us. Renewing, restoring, refreshing. Equipping for purpose, empowering for purpose. But it can, it's slow that his name is made known. And we, we were thinking all last year about going. And I think we have have, may have, should have done this the other way around. But we can go because the Holy Spirit is going to begin to transform us and renew us and equip us and empower us. One step at a time, from one degree of glory to another degree of glory to another degree of glory. God is gentle and God is kind and he doesn't, it just takes you on a journey of change. But he wants to transform us, he wants to um, refresh us and renew us and equip us and be ready for purpose and see that potential in ourselves because he sees it in me. And he sees it in you. 
I just want us to, um, I was just thinking about, you know, people where, where we would want the spirit to hover. You know, just think of people in your mind where, where you want the spirit to hover and bring new life and breathe life. He's a creator God. Where, where do you need something out of nothing? Where, what purpose do you feel you need to need a fresh revelation of his anointing for you? You've got a new heart and a new beginning. He says he'll give you a, a new heart for a heart of stone. And that's God's promise. And what I think, you know, God will do that again and again and again and again. He's, he's so gracious. He's so incredible. He's so amazing. And he just is wanting us to know more of him, to encounter more of him face to face.